What is up, everybody? Welcome to the fourth season of the Peace and Purpose podcast. I know you guys missed me. I sure miss talking with you all. And I just wanted to get on here and tell you that we are now shooting on YouTube as well. So if you want the the full video experience, and we've added some bells and whistles, that sort of thing, into the YouTube uh, videos, check us out on there. If you want to watch the videos, look up Effect Media. Uh, It's A-F-F-E-C-T Media, um, and that's our channel name. And we'll be posting on there at the same time as we post just the audio version. So check us out on there if you want to uh, want to look at the, the video as well. All right, let's hop into the episode. What is up, everybody? Today we are making our Season 4 preview. And this season is all about finding work that excites you uh, so that you don't have that Monday morning existential dread thing going on, which uh, I've gotten a lot of requests about this. A lot of my friends have this going on. So... I wanted to throw this season out there for you guys. Uh, today, to kick it off, this is going to be our only guest of the season. This is sort of like a little poppy preview. Um, we have Dr. Nito Cubane. Um, he is a businessman, motivational speaker from the country of Jordan. And, you know, it's, it's super excited to have him on. You know, most importantly, he was the president of my alma mater, uh, High Point University. Um, this is where he serves as president. Um, he's been there. He's the seventh president, actually, of the school. Um, he's really in, in the state of North Carolina, which it's High Point, North Carolina is the city it's in. He's known as the, the guy that really just blew up that city and the school itself. I think it's 300 times uh, the percent of student body um, that he's increased there. Um, additionally, he this is a really cool thing. I think if you like my content, like the sort of like long form uh, personal development sort of stuff, psychology stuff. He runs a series. He's an interviewer on UNC TV, and there's a certain show. It's called High Point University presents a conversation with blah blah blah. You know, ellipsis, um, and he talks to a bunch of different people who, I guess, are thought leaders really in the world and just in just different areas. Philanthropists, uh, marketers. He had Seth Godin on one time, which I really like. But anyway, so check that out. He's got a ridiculous amount of books. Um, he has more awards than I have in YMCA basketball trophies, so that's pretty intense. Um, a lot of media shout-outs. He was in uh, Success Magazine. He was. He actually has a biography. It's like a video biography that uh, that uh, the Biography Channel did. It's called Nito Cubane, A Life of Success and Significance. And he also serves as the board member on a couple of fi- Fortune 500 companies. He's on the board for BB&T. He's on the board for Lazy Boy. But he is most certainly not a lazy boy because he's doing all of this stuff, and it's it's crazy. But anyway, try not to get swept away or drown in the, uh, the wave of charisma because this dude has it. All right. Well, let's get started and go. So today we're here with Nito Cubain, as you just heard in the intro, um, and this man is incredible, really inspiring. I think you will just feel a wall of charisma, so try not to get caught up in the waves here, because uh, it's going to blow you away. But today, as we're going to be talking about this entire season, we're going to discuss how we can find careers that excite us, as opposed to having that existential Monday dread. So, so Nito, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Nice to see you. Yeah, man. Um, so I just want to start and ask you, just from a super broad standpoint, what is your, I guess, methodology for young people, especially finding a career that actually excites them? 
Yeah. Well, um, I think it all goes back to what Viktor Franklin said many years ago in his book, In Search of Meaning. He said, if you know your why, the rest of this can be figured out. If you know why God breathed in your nostrils and gave you life, if you know why you have free oxygen in your life every day, if you know why you were created in the first place, the Bible says God breathed in our nostrils and gave us life, then the rest of it is easier to figure out. So the people who are not happy in the world uh, lack purpose, lack focus on why. You know, we spend all of our time, Corbett, coming up with um, to-do lists, right? Do this, do that, call this person, write this letter. Um, that's a good, but the better one is to create a to-be list. I want to become not just what I've got to do, but who I can be. Because the being state gets you to the doing state. A positive person is more likely to do positive things. An honest person is more likely to do honest things. And so people are attracted to people who have a natural love for life itself. And, and that comes from within. That doesn't come from just a book or attending a seminar. It comes from a position of purpose. So the answer to your question is, the people who know how to live turn to attract more people to them, right? And the question is, how do we get to that state and how do we get there? And I'm happy to answer that. Yes, no, that is exactly my next question. So building from that first bit, Victor Frankl, I love his work as well. Um, specifically, how, what is the very practical, how do we find our meaning? Like how do, how do we locate that? So there are lots of ways to do that. One of them is called values clarification. I wrote a book called Stay With a Success many years ago in which I said, you know, uh, you've got to be committed to who you are and who you want to become. Not just decide, but be committed. You make a decision with your brain. You make a commitment with your heart. That's why commitments are longer lasting. That's why they're harder to break. So you got to, first of all, commit, as we say at Hype University, choose to be extraordinary. It's a choice. The circumstances in which you find yourself today do not define where you end up. They only define where you start. So the remaining years of your life are dependent on your attitude, on your mindset, fixed mindset versus a growth mindset is dependent on your commitment to make something valuable of your life. How do you get there? Well, number one, the circle of influence in which you reside, the people you hang around with, immediately and continually and accurately will define the person you become. So look, the greater your circle of influence, the smarter, the more positive, the more connected friends that you have, the smaller will be your circle of concerns. Because if you have a question, if you have a problem, if you need a job, if you need investors in your business, etc., the more you have people in your circle of influence, sooner or later you can connect with the right people who are going to help you move forward in life. Circle of concerns are your fears, your worries, your concerns, uh, you know, your, you know, potentially your failures. And so you want to diminish that circle of concerns by expanding your circle of influence. How do we get there? By being a person of value. You can't just say to someone, can I have an hour of your time? The, the people you want to have, you want to hang around with don't have an hour to give you. You know, they don't want to go to lunch and just invest an hour. So what they really want is, is to have a win-win relationship. 
A win-lose relationship is no good. A lose-win relationship is no good. Win-win relationship. The question is, what do you bring to the table? And so all of us ought to be working really, really hard at how do I become a person of value? When you become a person of value, you become more appreciated and you're much more likely to have friends. So number one, circle of influence, right? Number two, your beliefs. What is it you believe? Now, I came to America as an immigrant, age 17, so I believe that America is a land of opportunity. So through a recession, through a pandemic, whatever it might be, I keep plugging along because I believe you can build something every single day, regardless of whether it's shiny or it's rainy outside, figuratively speaking. So your beliefs lead to your behaviors, your behaviors lead to your results. And what we need in the middle is, is coaching. We need people to help us to adjust our beliefs so we can get, the, you know, you watch basketball or football and you see an outstanding player sometimes miss 10 shots in a row and then, then make the next 10 shot. What is that all about? It's about up here, right? It's not always about how your hands handle it. You're going to believe you can do it and then somehow the confidence take over. So your beliefs become really, really important um, in terms of, of you know, uh, finding something at you. And, you know, you asked me the question, how do people find a job that they're passionate about? Well, you got to sell yourself. Number three, you got to position yourself. Position yourself as a person people want to do business with. In other words, why should someone do business with you? Why you? Given choices, why you? In other words, if I were in the marketplace to buy what you have to sell, would I think of you first? Would I think of you second? Would I think of you at all? In other words, how easily can someone else imitate what you can do? The easier it is for someone else to imitate what you can do, the less valuable you become. So you can see how all these are connected together. So if you want to find something you're passionate about, something that gives you great value in life, remember what you send out is what you get back, right? Your thoughts lead to action. So you've really got to you got to make sure that you're not just pursuing something for your benefit, but you've got to be giving something first. And, and that starts with how you're working on yourself. You know, I mean, we've all interviewed people who show up and I like to tell the story a little bit about the young lady who came to see me. She was a student at Hype University. And she said, you know, Mr. President, I got to tell you, I, I have a major problem. I said, what's your problem? She said, everybody hates me. I said, really? She said, yes. She said, my friends hate me. My professors hate me. Even my parents hate me. But I got to tell you, my friend, after I spoke with the lady for 20 minutes, I hated her. Right? So the point is, if your attitude is like that, you invite into your world what you send out. So I think the, the quick answer is that you work on yourself first. Now, obviously, you have to have a skill. Obviously, you have to bring something where someone is willing to exchange money for it. Obviously, right? That goes without saying. But it's it's... It's that dressing uh, that you put around it that makes a difference, right? If you write a letter, of, you know, application letter for a job and every paragraph begins with the word I, what kind of a letter is that? Instead of doing homework about the company, your company will see how hard I will work is a lot better than I will work hard for your company. So these are simple techniques that we have to learn if we want to do something we're passionate about. But ultimately, Corbett, Here's the bottom line. Your attitude is everything. What you put in here does not come out of here. What you put in here stays there. So garbage in, garbage stays. Wisdom in, wisdom stays. 
So if you develop an attitude that people are attracted to, people want to be a part of your, your system, you're much more likely to find a job or a partnership or a business you love and you enjoy and, and prosper through. Gotcha. I think that's a super interesting point with the what goes in comes out, especially with the internet. Because now, my God, like the upside and the downside is magnified ridiculously at this point. Um, so that's perfect. Specifically, how I'm going to ask, how do people find, you know, versus I want to be a salesperson or whether I want to be in like an economics professor. How do, how do you recommend people figuring out what job they want or what career, or what business they want to start or what? How do you how do you recommend they determine that? Well, you ask the question, what is it? You ask the question, what is it that I like? Right. I like to work with people. I like to persuade people. I like to win. You know, these are characteristic for a salesperson or I'm a salesperson first and foremost. So, so, you know, I love people. I'm energized when I'm with people. Some people get depleted of their energy when they're with people. If I'm with a bunch of people and I'm tired, I actually become even more enthusiastic about life. Um, now, there are profiles that you can take, there are profiles online, other places. You can take that, determine what your level of interest is. Um, you can look at your friends and see if friends who are happy at what they do and ask them what they do and determine if that's something you would be interested in doing. That's another way of doing it. Of course, there's always trial and error, right? You, you assume you can do this, you go do it, you see if you like it, you see if you succeed at it. And if not, you can always amend, you can always change. Um, but, but ultimately, it's about values clarification. Um, I've turned down so many offers for huge amounts of money to be CEO of, let's say, a big business. But that wasn't me. I, I, wanted, I wanted to make a big difference in the world through the lives of others. So I became president of university because through the lives of my students, I can plant seeds of greatness in their minds, hearts, and souls. And they may not feel it, you know, when they're in college, but 10 years later, they realize they learned that uh, through our modeling of that behavior or through, you know, my, my preaching it, teaching it, etc. And then it gives fruit to something. And so that gives me much, much more fulfillment than just making more money. And the irony, Corbett, is this, that if you do something you love, you'll end up doing it well. And if you do it well, you end up getting better at it. If you do it, you become better at it, Eventually, you'll make more money. I, I don't understand that law of economics, but it works because the more, the better you are at it, the more better results you get. And the better results you get, the better value you elevate, the better value people are willing to pay for it. And so, but you can't put that first. You know, you can't say, I want a job that just pays me the most money. That's lovely. Uh, or, or likewise, you can just say, well, I'm going to go do this because I'm passionate about it. I know it doesn't make any money. I know it, I know there's no future in it, but I just I just love making playing with clay. Well, that's great, but if you're going to eat and you got to you got to pay a mortgage and you got to buy a car and you got a family, uh, you got some reality dose of reality there that says I got to make a few dollars at the end of each month. So maybe one becomes the vocation, one becomes the avocation, right? You can do that too. Lots of people do that where they have their primary business, and then they're going to secondary interest. Take real estate. Some people say, well, I want to invest in real estate. I want to buy a house. I want to flip it. That's great. But you can't make money just of one or two houses. 
and have a full-time job, you take care of your basic needs, and you may not like that completely, but it provides you with the tools that you need to go do this over that uh, on the side. Eventually, this goes big, and you can do it full-time. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and that's, the, that's the big thing, I think, a mix between the practicality, like the logistics of how do I transact and support myself versus what I like. Because yeah. I, I can tell you so much and I'm sure you see this too. I, I mean, a lot of my, a lot of my friends, a lot of the people in my lives, of my, in my life, they do not, like they they don't like Monday. Like like I I've, I've just seen that, oh. and I'm and like I am so committed to helping this turn around, and and that's yeah. like that's what I want to bring out of you because like I see a lot of people. I don't know what I don't know if it's fear of something. I don't know what the deal is, but it's like people yeah. are struggling to find. The I like this balance, and and I hate to see it because think about the proportion of your time that you're spending in this. Like we have limited yes. time. Yeah. So what's yeah. your take? Like how, how do we how do we correct this? Well, that's sad. You know, if someone gets up Monday morning and hates to go to work. That's sad. Um, because if you live like you said, if you live most of your life like that, you get that line out of your way there. Let me see if I can get that. There we go. Get that little shining. Um, That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I get a. I can't wait to come to work Monday morning. In fact, I worked all day yesterday, and I work Saturday. I, I don't look at my work as work. I look at it as a lot of fun. And um, so, how the question is, how do you change that? Now, if you're really in a job that you absolutely hate, you're going to do a lousy job at it. You need to find another job. Um, but if you get up Monday morning because you've had a wonderful weekend and you don't have the energy, that means you don't understand balance. And balance in life means you have to balance all of the capitals of your life. So one capital is called equity, right? The, you know, the, the financial capital. One is called relational capital, getting along with people. One is called physical capital, take care of your body. One is called reputational capital. Don't go on Facebook and put TikTok and Nikki. I can put stupid things that'll come back to haunt you. Um, and so, and one is called educational capital. Just like you went to college, got a degree. You know, that's very important in one's life. But I think a lot of Monday morning is about attitude. It's the person who says, I go to my job. I, I hate my job. Well, well, why do you hate your job? How can we change some of that? You have a good attitude about people. Is there someone at work that you like being with? Uh, is there something in your work that you like doing? Uh, did you read a book over the weekend that 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 uh, nourishes your brain and nurtures your heart? Um, are you attending a seminar that inspires you? Or are you watching Desperate Housewives of New Jersey every night on television? Um, are you hanging around people who love what they do and you're learning from them why they love it are you being realistic about life itself do you think that life is utopic everything has to be perfect or do you have a correct view of life that life comes with the good and the bad the days when the sunshine comes through and the days when the clouds are here are there days when you have a cold and you feel terrible and there are days when you feel hunky-dory you know you want to go on a picnic at the park so a lot of it has to do with our attitude. Now, you know, I came to America and had to work 10 hours a day to go to college and so on and so forth. So I have great, I have a great work ethic because I have an appreciation for the opportunity. I thank God every day for oxygen without which you and I would die. 
and is given free to us. Imagine that. The one thing that determines whether you live or die is free. Costs you nothing. So I'm grateful. I like to say that, yeah, I like to say that whining is the opposite of thanksgiving. You don't appreciate what you have till you come this close to losing it. You don't appreciate the relationships you have. You don't appreciate your good health until you are miserable uh, with sickness. And then you realize, oh my goodness, I, I wish I could feel like I felt, you know, last week. And, and so a lot of it is attitude. Um, if you don't like your work, maybe you, maybe you can focus on the fruits of your work. Maybe it's that paycheck. That paycheck helps you take care of your family, helps you build equity in your house, helps you go on a vacation. Maybe you focus on that. Now, we want you to like your work, but, but maybe you have a, an attitude adjustment. How does that come? You ought to be listening to inspirational um, material. Every Monday morning, your, your viewers, your listeners on podcasts should, should listen to our High Point University Daily Motivation, where I come on every Monday morning with about a one-minute video to inspire, to inform, to grow uh, individuals. That's free, it costs you absolutely nothing. Every day we send you an email with a quote that's intended to lift you up and to inspire you, right? It's, it's um, uh, I think it's daily motivation at highpoint.edu. Um, but, but the point is, what are you doing to keep yourself going? You eat food every day so you can survive. You take a bath every day so you smell good. How are you bathing your mind? What are you doing for your mind, right? So I think a lot of it is that. Now, some of it is just practical. You know, you took the first job that came along because you, you needed to live and you don't like it. And perhaps you should prepare yourself to find something else. But until you get there, you know, you may have to pay some dues. And by the way, out of adversity can emerge abundance. So sometimes, you know, a pandemic we've all dealt with made us stronger and made us realize that we can survive even in the midst of such disastrous time right so i don't i don't begrudge down times because down times help me enjoy the up times you cannot get to the top of the mountain without going through the valley and climbing up the rocks to get to the top right so the rocks and the valleys are just making you stronger that's super neat, I, and I see a lot of my role is because I had postgraduate got to a point. That's the reason I want I want to spread this message because I got to a point. I was like, "What in the world am I doing? Like, like what? I'm I'm sure you hear this story a lot. It's like what? Like I'm here. I'm sort of like I'm pursuing a path, and I'm like, this is not for me. And like helping people to understand the context of a valley. And that what what it will provide you once you dig out, and that there is another side, and actually helping people to remember the valley so they can leverage it in the future, yep. Um, yep. which is sort of what I'm doing now. I'm sort of giving back in that way, um, which I think yeah, is and it's unique. okay. It's it's you know you, the title of your podcast is peace and purpose, right? So which comes first, the peace or the purpose? You know the two are married one to the other. It's a good it's a good title, by the way. Um, I, I think that we all have to acknowledge that before we could walk, we had to stumble and fall. And before we could talk, we had to make sounds that made no sense. Uh, and before you can become rich, you got to get on the way of that. And before you find that purpose that fulfills your heart, you may have to do things that deny you that. Um, that's okay. 
That's that's just like when you went to college, you took some courses you didn't like, there were professors you didn't like, and there's some you liked, yeah, but but you did it because these were the requirements for graduation, and you worked through it until you got there. Life is like that. I think too many people have this idealistic view of life, or idealistic view of relationship, or idealistic view of success. That's that's not true. You know, we all have challenges um and just some people know how to deal with them better than others gotcha gotcha and just a question for you what do you see as your purpose now like i I see you doing a lot of different things like what to give somebody an example of of that what do you what do you see as your purpose well my purpose is very clear i i invest one third of my time in earning earning a living one third of my life in learning. I want to grow every single day. I don't go to bed at night without asking this question. What did I learn today? I did not know yesterday. So I read a lot. I study a lot. I get up every morning at three o'clock. Go to bed at nine o'clock. Get up three o'clock. From three to six every morning, I study, I read, etc. Inspire my mind. And one third of my life, I invest in serving. And guess which of those three I enjoy the most? Serving. I have to put it in the right order. It would be serving, learning, earning. Earning is just a byproduct of, of everything else, right? And so my purpose in life is to serve. And I've always, I've always been invested in uh, vocational um, pursuits that let me serve, right? So whether, whether I serve on the platform giving a speech, whether I serve through writing a book that inspires people, whether I serve by being the leader of High Point University, you know, that's the thing that fulfills my heart the most. Now, to be honest, I figured out a way to also make money, you know? So, so you know, I'm not suggesting that we all have to be altruistic here. Uh, we, we gotta make money to live. That's why I say one third in earning. I've been able to sort of balance my life pretty well in earning, learning, and serving. And it, it took me a while to get there. You know, it's the, the first few jobs and first few things I did was trying to make money so I can eat that night or pay the rent or whatever. Uh, but, but then you come to a point of um, a tipping point, right? Life is about turning points. You know, you're, you're, I don't know what your turning points are, but, you know, for me, my dad died when I was six years of age. Turning point. My mother brought us up, came to America, turning point, right? Came to Hype University as president, turning point. So all these turning points, cumulatively and slowly, they amount up to a tipping point. And that tipping point is when you realize, oh my gosh, I am smart. How do I know? I'm able to solve problems, make decisions. I'm able to accomplish some things. I have friends. I have some money in the bank. And that's called a tipping point. Uh, take a basketball player who works for years and years, he or she, and then finally they're really good and they go to the NBA. How did that happen? Turning points to tipping point. Same thing in business. Uh, an entrepreneur who starts in a tiny little way and then grows up their business. It's just tipping point. So we have to be realistic. We have to understand that one plus one may not add up to two right away. It may add up to one and a quarter. And slowly you're going to get up to two and then hopefully beyond two. Great. Well, I've got two more questions for you. Um, the first is, what if you could put anything on a billboard, everybody's going to see this, let's say the world. What, what, what's your phrase here? What, what, what phrase would you want people to know? Focus is more important than intelligence. Wow. So identify what it is that's worthwhile in your life and focus on it. It would be equivalent to 
the lights in the ceiling of this room that light up the room. But if I take all these lights and put them in a focused way, I might have a laser beam. These lights can only light the room, but the laser beam can cut through steel. And so focus is more important than intelligence. You could be a, a Phi Beta Kappa graduate, but if you don't know how to focus, you're not going to achieve all your goals. I, I could not concur anymore. I think every morning I actually do this. I think, how much can I compact the things that I care about? Like, how, how, how small, how narrow can I make this? Because I know that that I can cross-check. You said the to-do list or the to-be list. I can yeah. cross-check everything I do with those, Absolutely. Absolutely. With those lights. Um, Absolutely. So that's really neat. Um, finally, is there anything that you want to tell people about, anything you want to promote or cool things coming up for you? Well, not really. No, I just want people to live life to the fullest. And, um, um, you know, I don't want to time this podcast, so I'm not going to talk about any specific events. But, but you know, life is what you make it. And um, get up every morning and understand that, that you should always give without remembering. You should always receive without forgetting. And the more you do that, the better off your life will be. That's wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Kamein. We really appreciate it, man. Appreciate your time. And just thank you so much. I hope that all the listeners are getting tons of value. So uh, we will be back on Tuesday. We will be talking to you again. And we are going to start another great season. Hopefully we can give you guys some joy on Monday and some uh, some less looking forward to Friday, we can say. Thank you, Dr. Kamein. Thank you, Corbett. Thank you so much.